Good afternoon, my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Today, I want to discuss a topic called faithful to my country. And I think this is an important topic because so we can have some clear direction on how should we respond in a day, in a time when the government, the people in power are growing hostile to our, to the faith that we profess. So, and, and I want to start off by giving an illustration on how we are born. I mean, this is a natural law. When a person is born, I was born in a, a hospital and I was born under a territory which belonged to the United States. So I became a United, United States citizen by, by my birth and connection to this country. And this is what my citizenship is. And so, but when I was born into this world, it, like everybody else, we were born spiritually dead. Even though we are alive physically, we were, we were spiritually dead. So, and that's Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. So when we get to Jesus, when, when we look at John chapter 3, and Jesus having this conversation with, with Nicodemus, he tell Nicodemus that you must be born again. He said, that which is of flesh is flesh, and that which is of spirit is spirit. So now... John chapter 1, 12 through 13 tell us that this birth that Jesus was speaking about, it have nothing to do with the human flesh. Like he's not born of blood, nor of the will of man, nor of the will of the human flesh, but of God. So this spiritual birth, it when I became spiritually born again, that doesn't mean that my flesh dissolved and I'm just a spiritual being. What it means is now, just like at the first, when I was born into this world, I belonged to a city, uh, a country. I was a citizenship. I, I was a citizen of a country. Now, because I am born again, I have now dual citizenship. And it's all scriptures. I'm just laying it out so I can show you what we're going to discuss. And if that be the case, we have dual citizenship. Now, if not can prove that to the scripture, then they're going to take, uh, we're going to go over and say which one is greater than the other. Prioritize. And then that when we get the information needed, like how should I respond to hostile world and how should I show it everyday life? So now when we go, when we, we look at Philippians chapter three, Philippians chapter three and starting at verse and starting at verse 20. Paul tell us that for our citizenship is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So now we we have a location of our citizenship as a Christian. It is in heaven where our Lord Jesus Christ at when he going to come back. Matter of fact, before he left the earth, if you look at John chapter 14 too, he said he leaves and he'll prepare a place for us or for you as an apostle and to the disciples. He preparing a place. And then he said he going to come back to receive us and where he at that where we should be. Right? So, and Paul say that place that Jesus at, which is in heaven, that's where our citizenship's at. So now we have a citizenship on earth, which as in first, I told you, mine's in the United States. But then I have another citizenship in heaven, where my Lord Jesus Christ at. So what is this city, what, what, what is in heaven? If we go to Revelation, let's look at what the Bible says. Revelation chapter 21. And we look at more, more information pertaining to this. Just to get more scriptures about this heavenly place that we, our citizenship's at. 
Revelation chapter 21, it say, and I saw, verse 1, it say, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. I want to start right there now. The Jewish people understood this new heaven, new earth concept. Because Isaiah prophesied about God, he said he making a new heaven, a new earth. Isaiah 65 verse 17 speaks about the new heaven and new earth. But John in Revelation chapter 21 verse 1, he see it being fulfilled. He seen that it was going to happen and he tell us about it. And he said in verse 2 of Revelation 21, and I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride ordained for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, a tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. So when we look at that, we see that this heavenly place that Jesus at, that where Jesus went, that all citizenships in that at, this place is called the heavenly Jerusalem. So now I'm not only just a, a citizen of the United States. I'm a citizen of the heavenly Jerusalem. Now, it is many passages that refer to this place, but not as the heavenly Jerusalem. You probably seen it in your Bible in Matthews as the kingdom of heaven, or you probably seen it in other uh, scriptures as the kingdom of God. You probably know it as eternal life, but it's the heavenly Jerusalem heavenly Jerusalem. See, and, and the difference is between uh, the heavenly Jerusalem and all these other places that with eternal life, Jesus said, this is eternal life, knowing you the true God and Jesus Christ whom you sent. See, eternal life don't start in the future. Once you accept Jesus Christ and you will become born again, the eternal life start right then and continues on forever. So the kingdom of God have started because Jesus has set a church up on earth. And because this is what they call at the church age or the era of grace, however you want to uh, 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 say it, the kingdom have came on this earth and a, in a, it's been a, how can I put it? It is a foretaste of the kingdom of God on earth. But when the fulfillment, fulfillment, the ultimate fulfillment would happen when Jesus Christ himself come back. You follow me? So this, this place is called the heavenly, uh, uh, the, 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 our heavenly city is known as the new Jerusalem. So we have this dual citizenship. So we see it from the scriptures. Yeah, Malcolm, I see Paul telling us that my citizenship is in heaven. And then I know that I, I am a United States citizen and all this type of stuff. You, We, we see that. So so how do I, I balance this out with living on the earth and have this dual citizenship where we go to Romans? Let's go look at Romans chapter 13. 
and see what God have to say about our citizenship here on earth. And we start at Romans chapter 13 and we look at verse 1 to verse 7. And Paul tells us this, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resists the power, resist the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Without then not be afraid of the power, do that which is good. And thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he bear not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore you must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For for this cause pay you tribute. Also, for they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. And again, if we go to, uh, if we look at 1 Peter, if we look at 1 Peter chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, and we look at verse 13, starting at verse 13 through verse 17. And you see Peter says somewhat the same thing that Paul said. And 1 Peter 2, verse 13, he says, Submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or to governors, as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers. And for the praise of them that do well, for so it is the will of God that with well doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness. But as the servants of God, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. No, I can't. I can't do that, brother Malcolm. God said, honor the king, respect the king. That just. They're just Paul. They're just, they're just Peter. Yeah, you're right. They're just Paul. They're just Peter. But Paul and Peter learned it from a person. Right? He, they get it from a person. They just didn't make things up and just wrote them down and just put them as doctrine. So who did Jesus teach this? Yeah. Matthew chapter 22, verse 21. Jesus taught this while he was on earth. When they were trying to catch him up. And trap him with his words. This is what Jesus told them. He said, they say unto him, Caesar's. Then say he unto them, render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God. Jesus said the same thing, and there the apostles came, and they teaching the things that Jesus have already taught them. And he showed us how they are implemented. So, God is telling us, like, yeah, obey the powers in the land. Well, the powers in the land, they are not godly. Obey the powers in the land. Why? But we are obeying the power in the land because God has ordained that power. Follow me. We are ordaining the, 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 the position because God has ordained that position. Those positions are shadows of Christ. 
Colossians. If we go to Colossians, so I can show to you what I'm speaking about. If we go to Colossians and we look at verse 15 and 16, it say, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him are all things created that are in heaven and that are, are, are in earth, visible and indivisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. These stuff is a shadow. The positions exist. Roman 13 said the powers was ordained by God. So to show a, 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 a disrespect to the, the power, the position, it show we, we show that, that that disrespect to God. And, and by the way, anybody that get into the powers anyway is only because of God's sovereign. We cannot forget that. God created the position for him and anybody that get the position, God allow or place them on that position. So we have to submit to the sovereign hand of God. So now we see that according to scriptures, we are to be law abiding citizens out of respect for the God that created us all who is our heavenly father so I understand that I understand that so what if the what if the government go left field what if the government go left field Malcolm should I should I go with them again then? So I should I should be with them, right? Wrong. No. See, let me show you something. If you go to Acts, you go to Acts, and they just say, look at Acts chapter 4, verse 19. And we're gonna start at verse 18. And then they say, and they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, where they be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. And then if you continue to read through the book of Acts, you see that they did not stop teaching about Jesus. They kept on teaching about Jesus. All right. So it's certain things. It's certain things that we can't do just because the, the governmental powers tell us to do it. It's certain things that just because the powers and authority allow it, that don't mean it's okay. It's certain things now. Matthew 6, 33, tell us the priority of the kingdom. Jesus, tell us the priority, right? So it can be no question. He say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So the king of the kingdom tell us the priority. It's the kingdom first and then my loyalty to my country. You follow me? See, because let me, let me show you 
a, a, a little bit. I got to go to the scriptures with this, right? Let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. And excuse me because of me not being as organized with the with the message. But I pray that it get to you. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 9 and say, By faith, he's talking about Abraham. He's a drawn in a land of promise, as in a strange country. He dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. I want to tell you something. When Abraham, in Genesis chapter 12, Abraham left his homeland and he went to a country that God promised him. He dwelled in that country. That, that land as God that the land that God promised him he lived in it as a stranger even though it was healed spiritually I want to tell you something Jesus said blessed are the meek for they shall obtain the earth and I want to tell you something that the heavenly Jerusalem when we read it in Revelation chapter 21 it didn't stay in heaven it came down to earth so I, we are like Abraham we have to live in this hostile land by faith understand that the earth going to be given to us but we live in it by faith. I want to keep on going. And it say, uh, for he looked for a city which had foundations, whose building maker is God. So he was looking for something more. And we continue to go. And we uh we, we start at, we look at verse 13. It says, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country and truly if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out they might have had opportunity to return but now they desire a better country what kind of country they desire that is in heavenly wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God for he had to prepare for them a city say so you see with me can you sit with me that these old covenant saints they this Hebrew writer was showing that they were looking for something greater they they gave up the world its pleasures they gave up the world in riches they gave up the material because they knew something else the world was going in that day they looked at poor. They looked at foolish. They looked at uneducated. They looked at un, they looked unlearned. They looked crazy to the world. But guess what? When the world took this, turned their back on them, God had his face on them. He was shining his face on them because they understood who they were trying to please. They understood that they were leaving their first kingdom. They were leaving their first country and they were going to a country that were greater than all other countries. See, that's the problem with the saints in the United States. They think that the United States is the kingdom, but the kingdom is not the United States. The kingdom is not of this world. The kingdom is of a God. The kingdom of God has got a king of kings and a Lord of lords that is greater than everybody. His name is Jesus Christ. When Revelation said that it gonna come from heaven, it gonna come down from heaven. That means it ain't go up to heaven, it gonna come down from heaven because it's a heavenly country. Country, which we belongs to. So right now, I, I, I just, whoo, that, that's amazing because God giving us hope. 
So, so I said at first, how, how should I apply this to my life? I said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things added to it. That means that God's kingdom is greater than the kingdom that uh, the country that we are living at right now. So how, how do that apply to everyday life? When we look back on 2020, January the 6th, when Trump was able to have people rally outside of Capitol Hill and they having little signs up saying, uh, Trump is my president, Jesus is my savior what how what is the confusion what what is the dividing line well i want to tell you this just because we have amendments in the united states don't mean that those things apply to the kingdom of god for example the first amendment say you have freedom of speech but in the kingdom of god you don't because jesus say in matthew chapter 12 that by every idle word you speak you will be judged by he say by the words you will be judged and by your words you will be justified or your words you will be condemned that's what jesus say so you got freedom of speech in the united states but if you're a citizen of the heavenly Jerusalem, the new city, then you can't just walk around saying what you want to say. You just can't go around talking junk like you want to talk junk. You just can't do that because you belong to a country that is not of this world, that priority is above this world, that the king going to come back and consume these kingdoms. And it only going to be one country and you better get right you better i hope you have a citizenship in this country if you don't i know the king that you can get your way in i know the king and i know the father that translate the person from the kingdom of this world into the kingdom of his son i know the person that give the passport i know the person that give you the visa card i know the person that'll write out your social security number i know the person that'll give you a birth certificate so you can have the right to be be called a child of God. See, see, that's what I'm trying to proclaim to you. That this kingdom ain't gonna last too much long. So when the people start trying to use the amendments and try to say what the, the rights and the freedoms that the United States give, I listen, but then I say, hold on, what the king say? If you're a Christian, what does the king say? Because if you want to look at what the king say, everybody was wrong on January the 6th. You shouldn't be your butt out there. I don't care Republican or Democrat, you're a Christian. So that means you follow Christ and Christ is your Lord. That's a political term. Christ is your king. And nobody is greater than the king of kings and the Lord of lords. If you go back to Revelation chapter 21, what is the hope? This new, the, our citizenship, Jesus is going to come back. I already said he's going to consume this, this junk that's going on in this world and this kingdom on earth. My United States citizenship won't be no more. Jesus said in Revelation 21 verse 4, he said, and God said wipe, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away what happened to the former things if you look at revelation chapter 20 verse 11 and i saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them or you look at what Apostle Peter say concerning the new heaven in 2 Peter 3, 6, 
through verse 13, how he said that this heaven and earth that we know it as right now is going to be burned up. It's going to be burned up. It's going to be burned up. Between right now in a new heaven and new earth, we know it's going to be burned up. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 5, this is what it says. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Right, for these words are true and faithful. So what country are you faithful to?